0: To the Women of FinTech podcast series, we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Margie Momonis, the CEO of Excellia Technologies. Excellia Technologies is a software development company specializing in artificial intelligence, blockchain, and complex business solutions. Excellia's asset is its people. And its values are delivering quality solutions with dynamism and innovation being the cornerstones of the company. Margie has been involved in IT for over 20 years, starting off as a programmer and has progressed to founding Xenia Technologies. She is here to tell us about that journey. Margie, it's great to have you here. Welcome. Thank you so
1: much, Nadia. Thank you for inviting me to come.
0: So I'm super excited about this conversation because even, even from the moment we said we'd record this podcast, I feel like we just had a connection straight away. So please tell us about your company, Excellia Technologies.
1: Okay, so Excellia Technologies is a custom software development company. We develop solutions for our clients and those solutions always belong to the clients. Even though we take it all the way from conception, to design, to development, to testing and implementation, the actual solution always belongs to the client.
0: So when we talk about Excelia Technologies and the asset being its people, tell us about what really
1: makes you unique? I think one of the things that makes us very unique is that we are not a vendor. We are a partner. We are your technology partner. And that doesn't mean that if you have your own internal software developers that we can't still become your partner because we integrate with you guys. We try and match our personalities to our particular clients so that we don't have a mismatch in personalities and the way that we've got to work together. And I think that's what makes us very unique. It's the people side of it first, because we covered in the skills. The skills are not the problem. It's often the people side of it. Okay? And I think that that's very, very important that you are able to click with your development team. And I think that's our biggest difference, I believe, out there in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, and that's so powerful because, you know, you yourself came from a programming background. So, you know, you know what you're talking about when you talk about that click to ensure that, you know, you're, you're reaching the success. So I'd love for you to share some of your journey and what made you start the
1: business. So I was a developer in a company in South Africa. When I started at that company, the company was only seven people big. I was the only woman developer, the rest of them were men. It was a challenging (laughs) time because in those years, 20 years ago, there were even less female developers and that was definitely problematic. I grew with the business year on year and eventually worked my way up to being able to sit on the board We had an incident in South Africa, a security incident, and we wanted to leave South Africa. So we immigrated to Cyprus. The company was happy to let me start an arm in Cyprus because there was enough talent here. And unfortunately, the financial crisis came along and that wiped out those dreams. And they wanted to recall us all back to South Africa that wasn't an option for me because my children had already integrated into the system here, and I think the move up and down would have just not worked out for us because we'd only been here four and a half years after having left South Africa. I then decided that working within the Cypriot ecosystem was going to be slightly more difficult for me because coming from South Africa, I think I was quite different to what they were looking for in in this space, and I started Exelia Technologies like that. There were four of us that actually started in the beginning. It was extremely scary. But yeah, we managed to do that and managed to get through financial crisis and everything. And yeah, we are today. It's
0: just such a brilliant story to hear, you know, And, and I think that there's so much inspiration in you saying, look, you know, it was scary, but it's something that you did and look at the success that you can now boast from it. Now, as we've been talking about how how the business was built and and how it's now now grown, tell us a bit more about your commitment to the continuous learning and what you learned in your digital
1: currency and blockchain masters. So year on year, I believe that if you're in the technology space, things change so rapidly that if you're not keeping up to date, um, it's definitely problematic. I started off with a BSc computer science, And then after having moved out of the programming space, I then went into management and realized that I was definitely, there were gaps for me. And through the Open University in the UK, I did a honours in management. And after that, I felt that I was okay until almost the whole world had actually turned upside down with the introduction of blockchain and you kept on hearing about cryptocurrency and you kept on hearing it and now it's becoming a lot more mainstream. And I decided to look into it and found a master's program in Cyprus at the University of Nicosia. It's one of the universities that have pioneered this particular space. And it's been terrifying (laughs) because you're dealing with guys that have come out of university straight away and they're like, I don't know, 20 years old, and cryptocurrency is completely second nature to them. And then you've got the dinosaur over here trying to actually understand, okay, so what is cryptocurrency? What is blockchain? How does it affect our world? Because it is definitely starting to become much more mainstream. You're seeing it on the news all the time. And yeah, so I decided to plunge in and go and do it.
0: (laughs) Another example of you breaking out of your comfort zone. This is becoming a theme, a theme that takes you to even more success, which is fantastic. And what about this dissertation on blockchain and reducing bias in recruitment? So everyone knows I've been in recruitment for many years. I'm constantly trying to reduce bias.
1: Tell us all. I was excited to see that blockchain could anonymize Data. So within the HR space, could you imagine if there was an open ledger that actually only looked at your skills, what your qualification was, what your year of experiences were, it omitted your age, it omitted your, your sex, it omitted your race. And the guy that's recruiting could have a look at these CVs in a completely different fashion or even a step further that the machine would be able to say to you as the recruiting person, what about this particular person? Because maybe this person is an absolute fit for your company from a cultural perspective, from an educational perspective, from everything and all the bias that we've got to deal with on an ongoing basis of being either a white female over 40 or those types of bias would just be taken away and could you imagine a world like that I think that it would just level the playing field so much more and that's why I actually wrote my paper on that Mm -hmm. Uh, it was something that was very close to my heart
0: and it's it's absolutely fascinating because it brings in you know, the whole concept of of data and evidence, evidencing skills and really opening people's eyes to their own bias of what they feel comfortable with. Now, just talking about that and about, you know, how how far we've come or really how much further we need to go. What have you seen for diversity of students in your master's programme? And what can we
1: take from that? I think that's still something that's rather sad because the master's program spans across the whole globe. In my particular classes that I take, they are split into modules, and these modules include students from the US, from the UK, from mainland Europe, across the board, from Australia, from New Zealand, from China from Japan, so it definitely is extremely global. And I would say that in a class of 10 people that I'm doing the summer course for now, because I've, got, I've still got two more modules left, there are two women. So it seems as though we're still on the low end of this. I don't understand why, but unfortunately it's very, very prominent still that it is extremely male orientated
0: and there's, there's lots of work to be done and do you know what this is this podcast is some of that work to change the perception of this space and also showcase success within this space of somebody who's who's actually had so many experiences of challenge, but has overcome those challenges. I wanted you just to share some of those with us. You've had some pretty extreme boardroom experiences, and I I wanted you just to share a bit
1: of that, but also what you've done about it. I think the most extreme one was (laughs) that I walked into a boardroom, and even as the CEO of Exelia Technologies, unfortunately, within the Exelia Technology realm, and there are 40 people that work for Excellia there are only three females that are in Excelia. So that's another sad thing, but that is what it is. And I walked into a boardroom to go and do a presentation. We were the third party that was going to do the presentation. And it was a packed boardroom within the maritime space. And I walked in with two of my colleagues. We sat down and the presenter. <laughs> thought that I was the secretary and asked me if I would be taking the minutes for the meeting. <laughs> we hadn't oh, even dear. done in, we, we hadn't even done introductions or anything like that. And I just looked at him and I said, "Yes, of course I'll do the minutes. It's not a problem at all." Two minutes later, we said, "Okay, we'll do a round robin of introductions so people can get introduced to each other." <laughs> and I just silently slipped in there that oh by the way I'm Margie Marmonis and I'm the CEO of Exelia Technologies <laughs> these are my colleagues and you could just <laughs> see that I, mean, <laughs> I think he wanted to absolutely die but it's a true story and um, it hasn't happened to me once unfortunately it's actually happened two or three times yeah um, I think it is what it is you know what can you do you can't get upset about these things
0: and, you know, and, and good for you for saying that, because, you know, I think that there, there's a lot that needs to be answered for, for people who make these assumptions going into meetings. And this is what we've got to do to change the the industry to be more welcoming to everybody. And I love, you know, I love the way that you dealt with that. And, and I know that you then went and did a fantastic meeting. So, yeah, br- brilliant resilience. Just to take us to my final question, I'm all about action, and I love for people who listen to these pods to feel that they can go and do something to really drive change. So what would be your call to action with regards to what more we should all be doing for workplace inclusion?
1: I would say to the people that are applying for jobs, okay, to the ladies out there, please don't be scared. You are worth it. If you feel that your skill set matches the job description do not stand back send it send it and try and see like one of the things that I love to do is that if I get CVs from ladies I'm very happy to look at those CVs I'm very excited to look at the CVs I even make sure one of the things that we do at Exelia is we anonymize the tests. so all the developers have got to write a test that is anonymized before it goes through to the guys that are actually going to be checking the tests and, and grading the tests. I think that that's quite an important thing because it definitely takes away the bias. They don't know the age, they don't know the color, they don't know the the, the the sex, okay? And that in our space is something that we're doing actively. To the other companies out there, I think that that should be something that you guys should also be considering. But to the ladies out there, don't be scared. Just 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 apply, just do it. And you know what? If you don't get an answer, go find out why you didn't get an answer. It doesn't matter. The challenges are there. It's up to us how we're going to actually manage with those challenges and how we are going to make sure that we overcome those challenges.
0: And that is just a brilliant note to end this podcast on because throughout everything that we've discussed today, you have done exactly the advice that you've just given. You've gone and given things a go. You've stretched outside your comfort zone and you've been so open with how that's made you feel. But look at the success that you've been able to create off the back of that. So I thank you so much for sharing such an honest and inspirational story with us today on the Women of Fintech podcast series.
1: Thank you, Nadia. Thank you very, very much.